0: Hey everyone, welcome aboard. We are here. We are alive. And we are ready to go. New Hope Radio. The Hope Club Podcast. We are here. I'll tell you what, we got a good good one today. This is something that I think all of us can identify with. Every single one of us. You know why? Because there's something in life That many people if not most people maybe even all people I don't know they do not consider when making the decisions we find ourselves looking at the moment what we want or even what we think we want but we fail to look at the outcome you know what the outcome is called the thing that we fail to look at Consequences. Oh, I wonder how many times that everybody that's listening to this podcast, to this radio show, how many times we've made choices or we've done things and we have failed to consider the consequences. When we do that, you know what? It can lead to poor health, right? It can lead to having an accident, divorce, bankruptcy, and many more. We're in a series entitled Life Lessons from Bible People, and we come to a man. I call this guy the poster child for not considering consequences. And you know what his name is? Esau. Now, remember last time we studied Abraham and Sarah. They had two sons, Isaac, who was really the son of Sarah and Abraham, and then there was Ishmael, who was the son of Hagar, the servant girl, and Abraham. Ishmael was a product of their own human planning. Well, Isaac is now the dad of two sons, and they're called Jacob and Esau. Let's take a look at these two guys and how different they really were. Esau was an outdoorsman. He loved to hunt. He was the favorite of his father. He liked to watch the National Geographic Channel. Jacob, he was more of a mama's boy. He was the softer one. He liked to watch the Food Network. Now, nothing against the Food Network. There's a couple of shows on there I like to watch too. So Isaac, he's getting along in age. His eyes were failing. He didn't know how much longer he had to live. So he summoned Esau, his favorite son, to go hunting and prepare, prepare for him what he called a savory meal. Mmm, savory meal. I don't use that word too often, do we? Savory. I like that word. And then after the meal, he would pronounce the family blessing on him. But, uh uh-oh, Rebecca, Isaac's wife, and the mother to the two boys, she overheard the whole conversation. Jacob was her favorite. So she got Jacob aside, and she told him, go to the flock, get some baby goats. And she would prepare them the way Isaac like them so we've got the problem and we've got the plan and rebecca said to jacob you shall bring it to your father that he may eat and this is why so that he may bless you before his death but jacob answered his mother rebecca and said behold oh esau my brother he's a hairy man i'm a smooth man (laughs) (laughs) he's got a lot of hair I don't have any he shaves I don't (laughs) perhaps my father will feel me and I will I will be as a deceiver in his sight and I will bring upon myself a curse and not a blessing now there's a little note right here okay life lesson number one bango if you ever feel uncomfortable about doing something don't do it that's your gut Maybe it's the Holy Spirit. If you're not comfortable about doing something, don't do that thing. That's what Jacob felt. I don't feel comfortable about this. But his mother pushed him. His mother said, no, your curse will be upon me, my son. Obey my voice and go and get them for me. Now, I don't know why Rebecca wanted to do this why did not you just leave the boys alone, you know? And it's like, let dad be dad and pronounce the blessing. Why she had to intervene, I don't know. Because Jacob was her favorite, right? So Jacob came back with the little lambs and Rebecca dressed Jacob and, oh, you're not going to believe this. It was like Halloween, the first Halloween. She dressed Jacob in Esau's clothes. She put animal skins on his hands And he felt and he smelled like Esau. Now remember, Isaac was old and his eyes were dim. He couldn't see too well. So Jacob came to his father and he said, My father! He said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. (laughs) I have done as you told me. Get up, please, sit, eat of my game, that you may bless me. You think he talked like that? I don't know. And Esau said to his Isaac said to his son, How is it that you've done it so quickly? Man, did you go hunting or did you go to the store? That was quick. And he said, Oh, because the Lord God caused it to happen to me. And then Isaac said to Jacob, Come a little closer that I may feel you, my son, whether you really are my son Esau or not. See, Isaac had his suspicions. So Jacob came close to Isaac, his father, and he felt his arms. He said, hmm, the voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. This was a paradox. This was a problem. But he didn't recognize him because his hands were hairy, like his brother Esau's hands. So Isaac fell for it. Must be Esau. He's hairy. His voice is funny, but he's hairy. Must be Esau. So thinking Jacob was Esau, Isaac gave him the blessing. And here's what he said. Now may God give you of the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and an abundance of grain and new wine, May people serve you, and nations bow down to you. Oh, be master of your brothers, and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be those who curse you, and blessed be those who bless you. This is quite a thing. This is quite a scene. Jacob later, you know the story, right? Was, remained, was renamed Israel. And part of the reason I believe America is such a great nation, because we have blessed Israel. Remember the blessing that he pronounced? Those who curse you will be cursed. And those who bless you will be blessed. And America has always stood by Israel. You always want a government that supports Israel. So right after the blessing, Esau shows up. He returns from hunting, and he brought Isaac his savory meal. He also made savory food and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that you may bless me. And Isaac, his father, he said to him, Who are you? He said, I'm your son, your firstborn, Esau. Oh, then Isaac trembled violently. And he said, Who is he that hunted game and brought it to me, so that I ate it all before you, before you came? And I blessed him, and yes, he shall be blessed. Oh, when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry, And he said to his father, Bless me! Bless me too, my father. Isaac said, Your brother came and deceitfully has taken away your blessing. He took it. Now, this doesn't seem right. What did Esau do to deserve this? Why was Esau deceived out of his blessing you know why because he failed to consider the consequences of what he did previously let's rewind a little bit we're going to rewind back to genesis 25 and take a look at some previous events verse 27 When the boys grew up, Esau became a skillful hunter, a man of the field. Oh, but Jacob, he was a peaceful man, living in tents. Now, Isaac loved Esau because he had a taste for game. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Now, there's a family mistake. I'll tell you what. Favoritism in a family will always lead to a dysfunctional family. Kids need to be treated the same. They need to be loved the same. They need to be disciplined the same. They need to be invested in the same. When you've got favorites, man, look out. You're inviting strife into the home. And that's what these guys did. Oh, they invited strife into the home. Esau was the favorite of the father. Jacob was the favorite of the mother. It's like the kids were pitted against each other, and they didn't even know it. They had nothing to do with it. This was the fault of the parents. Parents, this is a great life lesson. Don't show favoritism to your kids. Treat them all the same. So in verse 29, when Jacob had cooked stew, this is in the rewind now, when Jacob, you know, the Food Network guy, had cooked stew, Esau came in from the field, and he was famished. I guess it was a bad day of hunting. You know, you don't always get the game, right? And Esau said to Jacob, oh, please give me a swallow of that red stuff, (laughs) he probably knew what it was, but he looked at it he said, "Oh, I am famished. I'm starving he was he said he was like dying of hunger now wait a minute did did anyone ever die of hunger from skipping lunch? He probably had breakfast, so he so he missed lunch and he's over exaggerating his need. There's a problem, folks. When you over-exaggerate your need, you're going to get into trouble. As a matter of fact, when you over-exaggerate your need, you become blind, oh, here it comes, to the consequences. You start thinking about making choices, and you give no thought to the consequences of your choices, and that's exactly what Esau is doing. That's why he's the poster boy for not thinking through. So Esau says, man, give me some of that soup. And give me some of that stew. And Jacob said, okay, first, sell me your birthright. Now what does it mean, sell me your birthright? Well, Esau was born first. And the older of the family, the eldest, always got the double blessing. They got the double inheritance. So Jacob's like, Give me your inheritance, and I'll give you some soup. And Esau said, hey, I'm about to die. What use, then, is the birthright to me? Now, wait a minute. Esau wasn't about to die. He was just hungry. Maybe he was really hungry. Okay, I'm sure he had breakfast. So he skipped lunch. I'm about to die. I mean, we've all said it, right? I'm starving to death, and we're not. There are people that literally are starving to death. They really are. They know what it is. They know what it is to go to bed with hunger pains in their stomach. And it's sad. You know, every time I pray for my food, I ask God to provide for people with the hunger pains, the people that aren't getting any food. So he said, I'm about to die. What good is my birthright to me then if I die? An exaggeration. So Jacob said, okay, first swear to me. And he swore to him. And he sold his birthright to Jacob. Okay, Jacob, you can have it. You can have my inheritance. And then Jave, Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil stew. And he ate and he drank and he rose. And notice. He went on his way. You know, he acted as if it was no big deal. And thus Esau despised his birthright. Now, that word despised, it means that he disdained it. He scorned it. In other words, he thought nothing of it. I don't care about that. You know what he gave up? He gave up what was spiritual to have, in order to have what was natural. See, that inheritance was more than materialism. The birthright included being consecrated to God. Wow! The firstborn being consecrated to God. He gave it up. It included being next in line of honor. He gave it up. It was the double portion of his father's goods. It was to take over the government of the family. He gave it up. It was to be the family priest. He gave it up. He gave up, get this now, he gave up what he could have had in God. Remember, Israel was Jacob. God changed Jacob's name to Israel. And who was Israel? The people of God. Esau was the kind of person who reacted to the moment without realizing the consequences. He reacted to the moment without realizing what he was giving up so he could have his need satisfied or his want satisfied I think we all have a little bit of Esau in us at one time or another but man we could get a handle on it Esau had some strengths what was it he was a great hunter that was it that was it he was a great hunter that's all he had going for him it's like he was a good mechanic He was a good doctor. He was a good athlete. That's all he was. In other words, he was good in the worldly things of life. But spiritually, he was very, very lacking. Let's take a look at his weakness and his mistakes. He chose according to the immediate need without considering the long-term consequences. See, Esau was the kind of a guy, he was like impulsive. I want it now. You know what it's going to cost you? I don't care. I don't care. I want it now. We fall into that many times. I want those four candy bars now. We don't think about our health. I want that relationship now. And we don't think about how maybe illicit that relationship really is. I I want that job now, and not realizing the consequences, how that job might destroy your life or your soul or take you from your family. We have to be so careful that we don't fall for the immediate and don't think about the consequences. And these are life lessons for us, that God does allow certain events in our lives. He does. But we're responsible for our actions Even though Esau went hunting and couldn't come back with anything, he's still responsible for what he did. He's responsible for selling off his birthright for a bowl of soup. I mean, what he gave up was far greater than what he got. You know why? Because he get hungry again. I'm sure he was hungry the next day and the next day and the next day. And the rest of his life. Here's what we want to learn from the life of Esau. Always consider the consequences of your decisions. Before you jump into that thing and put that decision into action, stop and think. What's this gonna cost me? Is it gonna cost me my health? Is it gonna cost me my family? Is it gonna cost me my freedom? Is it going to cost me my job? Is it going to cost me my church? You know, always consider the consequences. So let me ask you, what are you willing to trade off for the immediate things that you want? You know, it's a large gamut we can choose from. Like I said, the immediate want, junk food, in exchange for good health. I'm not against junk food. I like junk food. But it can't be a consistent diet. You lose your health. It's a treat. It's a reward. That's how you see it. How about going into debt for the sake of materialism? You're trading off freedom so you can have stuff. See, once you're in debt, man, you're a slave. You really lose your freedom. There's things you can't do that you'd like to do because you had to have that stuff. And maybe you deprive yourself of vacations. You pr- you deprive yourself of good things that are important because you had to have the stuff. There are people that have an immediate need of sexual gratification. And you know what they give up for it? They walk with God. They walk with God. They can't live a life of purity and have a relationship with God because they have this sexual drive that they want fulfilled. And they don't, like Esau, they don't consider the consequences. They don't. Whatever you choose in life, there will always be an outcome. Think about it. There is an, oh man, this is sobering. There is an outcome for every decision. Every decision you make is an outcome. That outcome is sometimes called a reward for a good decision, but it's also called consequences when it's a bad decision. You know what you have to do? You have to choose wisely. Wisely. Remember one of those Indiana Jones movies? was I don't know if it was Raiders of the York Lost Ark, if that was the one. I think it might have been. And at the end of the movie, they're looking for the chalice, right? I don't know what movie it was. One of those three or four, I don't know. Crusaders, I don't know, The Last Crusade? Maybe that was it. And they're looking for the chalice. And the good Indiana Jones and the bad guy, the Russian or German, whatever he is, they finally find their way into the cave. And there's one of like King Arthur's knights there. He's guarding the chalices. And there's like a hundred chalices. And whoever drinks from the chalice, that's the one Jesus had, they have immortal life. So the bad guy, he looks at all the chalices and he sees one. Oh. there's a chalice fit for a king. Gold with precious gems all around it. And he takes the chalice and he dips it in the water and he drinks and he turns to dust there's indiana jones he's looking at the chalices and the knight that's guarding the chalices you know what he says choose wisely get a lot of choices there choose wisely indiana jones he's looking at all the chalices then he sees this simple wooden chalice and he says oh, there's the cup of a carpenter and he took the little wooden chalice the water in it. That was the one. But the point is choose wisely. Many of the choices we make, yeah, it could be a matter of life and death. Not death like an immediate cessation of life, but a long death. You know? The death of your character, the death of your reputation, the death of your marriage, the death of your friendships. The death of your walk with god oh there are so many things that could start to die when you make the wrong choice choose wisely that's the wisdom today think first before you choose and when you choose choose wisely so that's why i like these podcasts because I I try to put things together that can just give us a little edge in life, give us an advantage in life. And the Word of God, you know, that gives us the greatest advantage in life. It really does. And the more we learn the Word of God and the more we abide in it, we will have a greater advantage than we could ever have before. We really could. So if you enjoy the podcast and you enjoy the radio program, tell people about it. Let them know that we're on the radio 1590 AM, 92.7 FM, 1230 every day Eastern Time during the week. And then we also have these podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. They're on our website, newhopecc.tv. Now we have a New Hope Radio Facebook you can find the podcast there. We're going to be streaming live on Facebook pretty soon again. We'll get that going too. And you can join the Hope Club. $3 a week keeps us on the air. Go to newhopecc.tv. Click support, go to radio, fill out the information. Be honest, commit $3 a week and give us your email and you'll get the devotionals Monday, Wednesday and Friday and you'll get the Tuesday challenge. Oh, that's a good one. The Tuesday challenge. And kind I of ramp it up spiritually. Okay? So thank you for coming along today. I hope this was helpful. And we'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.